Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Is your writing group holding you back? Is it inhibiting you, confusing you, silencing you, making you doubt yourself? Or is it supporting you to grow? I'm Nancy Panuccio, and on today's episode of Writer Unleashed, we're going to talk about how your writing group may be holding you back and the five main things to look for in your ideal writer's tribe. Stay tuned. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Panuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach, and each week we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Recently, a writer told me that members of her writing group had eviscerated her work in progress. The collective feedback was so disheartening that she wanted to ditch her manuscript and quit writing altogether. So I started to think back on all the peer groups that I've participated in over the years and how delicate that dynamic is. The last writing group I belonged to, a small, stellar tribe of Hudson Valley writer friends, left me energized and on fire after each meeting. I was eager to come home and race back to my keyboard and write and revise. I was excited about my work. But prior groups had left me confused, dispirited, and gridlocked, and even apathetic about my writing. Now, let me just say that I'm a big believer in writing groups. The camaraderie and the connection can be life-saving, and getting feedback on our work is paramount because, you know, we, we spend so much time in our head, and it's hard for us to really get a fix on what's working in our story and what's not. We do need guidance. But sharing your writing is an intimate, vulnerable, and brave act. And groups are a fragile ecosystem. Some catapult you, others hold you back. Some even silence you. So here are four ways your writing group may be derailing you. Number one, they pinpoint your work's weak spots, but At the same time, they can't offer or even articulate a way for you to improve it. 
your peers may have a sense of where your draft is missing the mark, but they don't have the technical vocabulary to steer you towards specific and concrete progress. Now, I had this experience early on when a few of my pals from NYU gathered once a week in downtown Manhattan, and we were fresh on the heels of our very first writing workshop. And while we bonded over our shared passion for writing, we had no clue how to raise the caliber of each other's stories. Despite our sincerest efforts, it was really a case of the blind leading the blind. Now, ideally, there's at least one writer in your group who's a notch or two above where you are now. This is important. Otherwise, you could wind up spinning your wheels on your book indefinitely. Trust me, I know writers in writing groups who have been working on their books for decades. So it helps to have different levels of skill in a group because when everyone's at a baseline beginner level, it's almost impossible for you to up-level your own writing. Number two, they never catch you being good. Some group members think that the sole purpose of feedback is to spotlight each and every flaw, but weaknesses can't be the only takeaway for the writer. It's a lot like parenting. If you spend time discussing your kid's C in math, but you never mention his A in art, all he hears is how deficient he is, and he starts to believe this about himself. Should you focus on your story's weaknesses? Absolutely, especially if they're interfering with your strengths. Doling out nothing but praise, by the way, is also a disservice, but there's a skewed perspective baked into our beliefs that by fixating on our weaknesses, we'll somehow sidestep failure. But Marcus Buckingham, who wrote Now Discover Your Strengths, believes that you'll reach excellence only by recognizing and cultivating your strengths. Now, I have found this to be true over and over with the writers I work with, and that's because it isn't easy to see your own strengths because they're so innate. So it takes someone showing them to you and helping you develop those strengths. Number three, they give you standard advice. Your peers might be handing down the same show, 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 or write what you know mantras, neither of which is great advice. Sometimes it's better to tell, and sometimes it's better to show. There's telling, and then there's artful telling, and your peers might not yet know the difference. And writing what you know can be equally limiting. In my last online course, we devoted an entire module to unwrapping standard rules because there's so much more complex and fascinating than the soundbite. Writing advice should never be prescriptive. It should expand your work's possibilities. It should open you up to your work's possibilities. Number four, there's a shortage of kindness and compassion. Look, If feedback isn't delivered respectfully, you put up walls, you shut down, your writing becomes too cautious. It's the worst, most dangerous kind of censorship. 
kindness and non-judgment are fundamental to entrusting your work to anybody. This is non-negotiable. Okay, so here are five things to look for in joining or starting a writing group. Number one, creative compatibility. Now, many groups ask you to submit a writing sample so that they can decide by committee whether to accept you in the group or not. But you should ask the same of your potential writing mates. Read a sample of existing members' work to see if you have anything useful to offer them. If if it resonates with you, is there something about their work that you admire that you could learn from? What kind of writing is it? If you write literary fiction, but members of the group are writing science fiction or graphic novels, this might not be your posse. Number two, structure. I once belonged to a group where submission was a free-for-all. Some writers would submit as late as 11 p.m. the night before the meeting. Some would submit the morning or afternoon of the meeting. Other weeks, all five of us would submit and our meetings would drag on till midnight. Other weeks, in fact, many weeks, no one would submit anything and then our meeting would be canceled last minute. Now, this did not go over well with me. I thrive with structure and deadlines. I appreciate having my submission date on my calendar so that I can schedule time to work on it. And I like to have other writers work in my inbox at least a week prior to meeting so that I can read it a few times and let my thoughts about it cook and simmer a little. And this ensures that they get the most thorough, cogent feedback. Two works in progress per meeting is plenty, by the way. In my experience, anything more becomes burdensome and dilutes the quality and depth of the feedback given. Which leads me to number three, consistent scheduling. Do you meet once a week, once a month, every other month? How often do you submit? Who submits when? My last group, a small band of four, met every second or third Sunday from 10 a.m. to noon. We discussed two writer submissions per meeting, no more than that, and there was a page limit, I think it was 25 to 30 pages. And having two writers submissions per meeting gave us each a two-month breathing space to write and create. Number four, leadership. Ideally, one member is at the helm at every meeting, making sure it starts and ends on time, that schmoozing doesn't run amok, and that each manuscript gets a full hour of attention. Number five, support. Your ideal readers will notice and champion your strengths, even those hiding out in a messy first draft. The most useful feedback comes from a place of curiosity and generosity. One works challenges becomes a catalyst to discuss the challenges that every writer on the planet faces in various degrees. Your peers will help you investigate your material. They'll help you locate the heartbeat of your story and they'll help you move through the stuck points 
which is where all the fun begins. The litmus test, of course, is whether you're elevating your work and above all, if you feel a deep level of trust with your peers. A writing group should be a safe container, should be a laboratory for you to explore, take risks, experiment, to fail over and over again, and grow. So remember what to look for in a writing group. Number one, creative compatibility. There's got to be some chemistry there. Number two, structure. Number three, a consistent schedule. Number four, leadership. And number five, support. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts to make it easier for other writers to find this podcast. And if you haven't subscribed yet, hop on board. I come to you each week with writing tips and inspiration so you can write stories that matter to you and that matter to your readers. For more writing resources, visit me at nancypinuccio.com. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Till then, keep writing, and I'll talk to you soon.